everyone. Welcome to another episode of the That's What She Said with Danny podcast. I'm Alexa Dat at Alexa Dat on Twitter at Alexa underscore NYC on Instagram. Oh, hey, Lex. I am Danny Wexelman, but I am at Danny Wex on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, hey, Danny. We have an amazing <laughs> guest today on the podcast. Starting shortstop for the St. Louis Cardinals, Paul DeYoung. We are so excited to have him. By the way, if you want to follow him on Instagram, he is Paul DeYoung11. And then on Twitter, he is real Paul DeYoung. Paul, what's good? How are you? Thanks for having me, ladies. I'm feeling great. Enjoying <laughs> sunny Jupiter. That's pretty amazing. We know that not only are you down there for baseball, but you have this pretty incredible partnership with Tops that we wanted to talk to you about on the podcast, among other things, <laughs> especially your love for the game. Then we'll get into a little pop culture. But let's talk about this partnership with Tops because it combines your love for science, math, and baseball, which is a really interesting mix that you have going on. What are you doing with Tops during spring training? Well, Tops was uh, great to partner uh, with myself and my agent and his dad, Dr. Rocks, um, just uh, to get, you know, a non-baseball card out there. And they were looking for an ambassador. And I think I I fit the uh, position well, uh, just trying to advocate for kids to be lifelong learners and to really spark uh, education in their hearts and kind of towards the STEM field, I guess, just because of how technologically advanced um, our, our society is becoming. So it's just kind of the wave of the future. I love that. And what's cool too, is that you are encouraging kids to bring their report cards to local hobby shops, wherever those may be. And what is the reward for bringing those report cards to the hobby shops? Uh, free packs of cards and, um, you know, just kind of sparking a uh, little baseball with some good grades. I mean, I think it's all great, uh, especially when combined together and just want kids to know that there there is time to do both, and you know I'm a one example of that. But you know it's it's just all about um, you know the the courage to pursue education. What's the most unique experience that you've had while you've been doing this partnership in terms of hanging out with kids and getting to know them and the questions that they've asked you? It's still relatively new. Uh, we're waiting on a shipment of the cards to come in so that I can actually start go handing them out. Um, we have uh, plans to visit a children's hospital down here and give out some cards. And uh, throughout the season, um, definitely in St. Louis, partnering with uh, Ronald McDonald House, uh, being active over there, I'm going to definitely give away uh, as many cards as Tops will send me. <laughs> I love the Ronald McDonald House. And Paul, what are you most excited about when it comes to this partnership with Tops? Uh, really just uh, interact with uh, the kids and hear their ideas. I think we all have like a childlike wonder, you know, at least uh, the way they see the world and to hear other perspectives, I think is great. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to talking to kids that may not relate to baseball like uh, all of us uh, do on some level. So, you know, just trying to relate to as many uh, kids and fans as I can. Paul, let's turn our attention towards the Redbirds. I know you're gearing up for the season as the starting shortstop. You and Colton Wong are double play partners out there in the field. Where would you say the two of you rank in baseball as double play partners? Well, I have to say we rank number one just um, (laughs) purely on the numbers of of double plays we turned last year. Yeah, that was great and all, but uh, this year is a completely new focus and, you know, really have to feel like I have to go out there and do the same as last year or better. So it's kind of that never hungry um, or never, never satisfied, always hungry style play. And Colton and I have been working out together for, um, you know, a month now, just getting ready and getting our chemistry back. 
Paul, how important is defense to you? Uh, very. I, I used to tell people whenever I became a shortstop, I actually enjoyed playing defense again. So it really, whenever I changed over back in 2017, um, it really just sparked something inside me and probably just sparked my natural ability. I always was a shortstop and loved playing the position. And now I, to be able to do it in the big leagues, it really is a dream come true for me. I'm sure it's been a lot of fun to be there with the Cardinals, especially with some of the legends that are on that squad. Yadier Molina, man, if you could pick a guy to emulate, I'm sure he would be at the top. What have you learned from him that you either take into your own game or that you want to pass along? Uh, there's so many things you could say about Yadi. Um, just to say a few, uh, the way he uh, works out and prepares in the offseason is like no other. He's out there running seven miles a day almost doing his catching drills, doing his blocking, making sure his arm's good. He even threw us BP the other day because we were short. I mean, the guy is a living legend, and uh, it's really a, truly an honor to share a clubhouse with him. And just uh, the, the baseball IQ is off the charts, so whenever I'm around him, I really just try to absorb everything I can about the details of the game. How is he as a BP thrower? <laughs> <laughs> he's throwing like inside cutters. I don't know. He, he, he's like he was almost trying to get you out. Maybe he was challenging me. I don't know. You never know. He, he's, he's that type of uh, uh, thinker. So. <laughs> I have to admit, I think it's only fair, Lex, that we tell everybody. Obviously, I am a Cardinals fan from St. Louis. So, Paul, just to hear you talk about um, Yadier Molina like this, I think this is, you know, people love to hear these kinds of things. And I know that, um, Cardinals fans will be super stoked to hear that he is still, um, he is kicking. He is just kicking and screaming his way, um, through baseball. And another guy I think who's making a pretty big name for himself is Jack Flaherty. And I don't think that everyone in baseball knows who this guy is, and it's about time they do, but what's something that fans across baseball need to know about Jack Flaherty? Oh, Jack, um, he may uh, talk a a big game on his social media, but really he's (laughs) such a genuine and um, balanced guy. I mean, he really does care so much about what he does and has a true passion for it, so you know, his work ethic is, is inspiring, and he really is a, a great teammate to have and uh, somebody that really cares about the game. You know, he, he talks to me about what he sees from me out there and, you know, really just kind of a bridge between a lot of people. It's really incredible how a team, the inner workings of a team, all come out when you speak to one player and you kind of get this universal feel of how the game really works out there on the field. So, Paul, specifically for you, as it's been well documented, you graduated with a degree in biochem at Illinois State University. But in layman's terms, for the rest of us who didn't graduate (laughs) with such an esteemed degree, how much of the game of baseball is made up of science? Well, I've kind of shifted my science perspective towards not necessarily the hard stuff, but more like how I can recover and maximize my own potential. And so me kind of turns towards, uh, you know, like uh, therapy, almost like uh, more interested in now, like how the body works and moves and the way to heal and the way to strengthen and and these types of things. And so, you know, some examples, um, you know, I have a like a electric acupuncture type uh, device where it kind of finds random spots that might be hurting and it applies some electrical stimulation, kind of really can pinpoint certain sore areas. Um, I've talked about the sound bed before. It's kind of like a uh, speakers built into like a little foam style mattress and, you know, you play some soothing music and vibrate um, to, to good vibrations to kind of get myself down after a game and 
all sorts of little things like that. I love that. And something else we, we learned about you, and I think what's pretty cool is, um, so Burton Rocks is your agent, and his father, Lawrence Rocks, you did an experiment exploring the effects of differing temperatures on the flight of the path of the baseball. So mm-hmm. tell us about that. What did you learn, and how do you apply that to your game? Well, it started off as just like a little side sidetrack experiment because um, Dr. Rocks is great about you know, seeing the world and, and relating it to science. And that's one of the gr- reasons I, I really like talking with him because he can try to equate science as a process of looking at the world as opposed to some subject in school. And I think that's a huge part of, of you know, the perception of, of science. And, you know, as far as that experiment goes, I thought we just found, you know, kind of like a bell curve in the middle, like anyone who watches the game might might expect. And also thought that we needed to do more experiments. So it's really just like, a, you know, just an entry, entry level type thought. Uh, I think there's so many factors to the flight of the baseball, not just temperature. When you're in the dugout, how much of the game is seen through the science lens for you? Uh, I'd say, honestly, not that much. Um, you know, with all this analytics and numbers and stuff these days, I, I think I, it really just takes apart from the, the the game as a whole for me I like to see things more in a holistic uh, unity type of uh, view and so you know thinking about little things here and there it's almost like uh, too analytical for baseball because it can be so random and you know you can't predict it like other sports so really it's it's uh it's hard to, to look at it that way and maybe someday in my life I will but as a player I find it best to just focus in on the ball and, and, you know, ready to make a player affect the game as much as I can. Paul, how often are your teammates or even guys that you know throughout the league coming to you, asking you questions that maybe are science-based, math-based, and just trying to pick your brain on that part of the game that you do know so well? Yeah, I think it's great uh, just being on the bus or something, um, you know, on the plane, so we can get into some deep conversations. And you know, it's always great to hear other people's perspectives, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm the one with all the answers. I, you know, I try to uh, answer questions as best as I can, but you know, I really love hearing guys that try to come up with different theories. Like, you know, I'm on the 34th floor here in Jupiter, and I was thinking about how far I could look to the horizon, and and tried to do a little calculation. So just little things like that are always fun. Who are some of the guys, Paul, who who ask you questions the most? Uh, like. All sorts of guys. I hang out with uh, Jack and Bader and Jordan Hicks a lot, and it's always fun to hear those guys when they actually engage. Um, they might uh, jab me a few times before, but you know I know, <laughs> know they're really deep down interested. Uh, John Gant, my roommate here, uh, Dakota Hudson, um, all these guys. They they like to uh, you know be big thinkers sometimes. It's fun. Have you ever told them something that completely blew their mind? Like, what's the biggest surprise that you've <laughs> revealed to them that they thought maybe one way and it was really something else? Hmm, that's a tough question. I might have to get you back to you on that one, but you know, I just think it's uh, it's cool to like uh, you know, talk about anything but baseball sometimes, and really, it's uh, kind of fun. I, I sometimes I'll struggle telling people information just because you know there might be so much that goes into it, and how it's hard to really convey what you're trying to say um you know when you got a bunch of guys that are all riled up playing cards uh, to get into a conversation so I, I find it uh definitely a tough balance 
So one of the other things that you like besides baseball in terms of off the field is classical music. And I know you were at the Palm Beach Symphony. What was that experience like for you? Oh, it's great. Um, you know, it takes me back to uh, growing up. My parents always emphasized music and I played uh, the trumpet and the piano until the start of high school. So, you know, music has always been important in our household. And we used to go to shows in Chicago to the symphony and my brother actually studied piano, uh, got his master's. And so, yeah, I just love the, uh, you know, the, the, when I'm cleaning or studying or reading or, you know, doing stuff, um, other activities, I, I really like to listen to classical music. I feel like I get an uplifted kind of balanced vibe. I feel like that's super unique. Do you know other players that listen to classical music? Uh, I don't know, but I'm sure there's some, maybe some that wouldn't care to admit, but uh, <laughs> nothing wrong with it. Uh, you know, my brother will say that, that music has only declined since then. So if you ask him, he's the purist and, uh, you know, everyone should be listening to classical music. <laughs> <laughs> Who are some classical musicians that you listen to? I like Mozart, Beethoven, the big ones, uh, Tchaikovsky, uh, Chopin is like the one I really liked playing when I was playing the piano. He's more of like a romantic age, kind of a little, some, some dark uh, sometimes, uh, maybe some deep feelings sometimes. So I, whenever I played, I always liked to be, felt like I was in a different world really when I played the piano. So I, I really should, should pick it up again. Yeah, when's the last time you picked up an instrument? I've like played a randomly at a piano, whatever I could remember of a Beethoven song, but called Moonlight Sonata, um, super slow and chord based. So it's not, wasn't as difficult uh, technically as I could have gone, but I always liked the emotion aspect of playing and performing. Paul, you don't have a baby grand in your spring training house down there in Florida. <laughs> I was thinking about where I would put a keyboard. I mean, the space is a little tight here, but maybe some of those. <laughs> well, Paul, earlier you mentioned Chicago, so that leads us to our rapid fire with you. We ask you to answer with one, two um, answers for these questions. So to start, let's do St. Louis style pizza or Chicago style. Chicago style deep dish. Oof. <laughs> Sorry, emo. That hurts me, Paul. <laughs> that hurts me. <laughs> what are your toppings? Uh, I like uh, just the pepperoni and cheese, probably uh, Giordano's or uh, Lou Malnati's maybe. All right, Paul, if you could name a planet, what would you name it? Ooh. I would name it... Architect of Awakening. That's kind of uh, something I was um, thinking about the other day, so I'll name it that. Great answer. Great answer. He might be too smart for us on I this know. podcast. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> that, I can't believe that, you just came I had already that. thought of that idea, though, so I just transferred it to the star. I mean, we're I just staring at each other. Yeah. <laughs> in all, yeah. <laughs> um, but this this one too might might hit us in the face, Lex. Paul, what's your favorite science fact? Favorite science fact. I don't know. What I love the most um, about uh, science is it seems to be an underlying code to the uh, the universe with uh, geometry. So lately, I've been really exploring into uh, what what are called the uh, Platonic solids and how most everything in the world is is composed of these five shapes so that's that's what i'm most interested in the way that everything is expressed through that can you teach us about that later paul another podcast yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> just think of the the five shapes you can fit perfectly in a sphere 
touching evenly and it goes like a, a tetrahedron a square um you know it just keeps going up three four five six you know sides i, I don't even understand what you're saying right now that's incredible <laughs> how do you fit well, if they it's have called sacred geometry for anyone who wants to look it up on google that's but if they have straight edges how do they fit into a sphere um, because it's like touching at a point, but it's, uh, uh, it's volume is, you know, equally displaced. So it fits in evenly. Okay. It's, that sounds yeah, good to me. My concept. mind is going to trust you. <laughs> you, you know. Geometry, geometry is so cool. And I wish I would have, uh, learned about it more. So yeah, anyone who wants to read more about sacred geometry, it's very fascinating. Or hit you up on Twitter, Instagram, right, Paul? I feel <laughs> like you might answer back for those questions. Maybe, yeah. I mean, that that might be an interesting question I would respond to instead of an autograph request. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, you mentioned your brother, and I know you have a talented sister, too. Your whole family is talented. So what member of your family would dominate the most on Jeopardy, do you think? I think it would be my grandpa. He does, my mom's dad, he does uh, crosswords and stuff, and he wanted to do Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, but my mom works for uh, Disney, and ABC had a conflict, so he couldn't get on the show. Oh, man. What's your grandpa's name? Let's give him a shout out. Steve Whipple. Oh, Grandpa Steve. Shout out to you. Smartest guy in the family. I love it. (laughs) Smartest guy in the family, yep. (laughs) Paul, uh, favorite item at Lincoln's, your college food court? At Lincoln's, it would have to definitely be the popcorn chicken buffet, where you can, or the the mashed potato bar, really, but it had popcorn (laughs) chicken. And all the fixins. <laughs> Love it. I'm going to confess, we knew you were going to say both of those because you've mentioned both of those on Twitter before. On so I Twitter, wanted you to you pick between one. On if you Twitter. had to pick the popcorn chicken or the mashed potato bar, which one are you picking? Uh, well, since it's the same thing, then I don't have to choose. <laughs> <laughs> he outsmarted he us. got me. Again. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I may have misled you with the name. Yeah, so they're both on the same. <laughs> we heard you're learning Spanish, or at least you were trying to dabble a little bit. What's your favorite Spanish phrase? Spanish phrase. Boy a ti. I go for you. Good right. one. Are the Cardinals using that this year? Yeah, I mean, it's just something uh, guys will say in the dugout um, when they're kind of cheering on the guy who's up to the up to plate. And uh, just it's kind of like an uplifting phrase. You could say it for friendship, for teammates, for love, anything. Love that. Uh, Paul, your sister is your stylist, maybe unofficially. <laughs> What's an outfit that she's vetoed? Give us some details. Well, she uh, she definitely is a stickler on ties. She um, That's why I usually don't even wear ties because they're hard for me to match. So she uh, designed that cool Palm Beach tie, Palm Beach Symphony tie, and she made it blue, and I don't have anything blue, so I, she definitely vetoed a couple of my outfit choices, <laughs> so I found a gray blazer to wear with it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. You signed a six-year contract in 2018, Paul. Anything you splurged on that you can tell us about? Yeah, actually, I just bought uh, some land um, up in Wisconsin that I'll plan on building and uh, building a cabin on. It's a family, family-owned land before and still is now, and it's like a super special place to me, and you know, but, uh, you know, I'm designing my, it's the kind of where the architect thing came in. I'm trying to design my cabin with uh, some of the sacred geometry, sacred measure type things. I really wow. would have enjoyed to be an architect if I didn't play baseball. Do you watch any of the Cabin Master shows? No, but I need to. Uh, I was watching um, this thing called Curiosity Stream about, you know, kind of like new housing and 
they're building with natural materials, including like tires and glass bottles and stuff. So I don't know if I want to go that far, but I want to definitely have like a self-sustaining type house in life. Um, that's that's going to be my goal. Wow, we can't wait to hear more about that as and you see get that. into it. Yeah, yes. and see it. So you have to let us know. <laughs> we know that you do watch The Office sure. or have in the past, uh, and I'm going to assume you're a fan since you've retweeted a bunch of <laughs> clips. So, which Office <laughs> castmate are you most like? Who am I most like? It's uh, a good one. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a slacker, so I don't think I'm Jim. <laughs> I'd probably be more like Dwight, if anything. People probably think I have funny, funny preferences, but Dwight certainly doesn't doesn't think that of himself. So I would I'd have to equate to him. Okay, I have to confess. I also assumed you were going to say that. So <laughs> Bears, Beats, or Battlestar Galactica? Beats for sure. I love Beats. <laughs> I'm a Beats fan too. Uh, Paul, best show that you're watching right now? Well, I don't uh, really like new shows just because of my old favorites, but I'm re-watching Entourage right now with my buddy. It's kind of like our thing, um, John Gant. We uh, stayed together in spring training the last three years and watched it the last two, so we're kind of cruising through it now. But I loved Breaking Bad, The Office, True Detective Season 1, um, Dexter. Paul, do you have like, are you like a Hulu, Apple TV, uh, Netflix, all of, do you have all of the accounts? Yeah, but honestly, if I don't, I pay for all the accounts just for the freedom, I guess. I don't really watch too much TV, but as season starts, it starts to pick up a little bit more, but I'm really on this new channel on Prime called Gaia. It's spelled G-A-I-A and it has a lot of like uh, new age, like uh, consciousness uh, type, type shows that I've been into. Amazing. Well, the opposite of that is Impractical Jokers, which I know you've also seen. Who which pulls I the best pranks? Love. The, yeah. <laughs> Who pulls the best pranks in the clubhouse? Best pranks in the clubhouse. The funniest guy has got to be John Brebbia. His he'll publicly speak and do long jokes and uh, really uh, shameless. And so he he really does perform great just because he's so comfortable in his own skin. So definitely John Brebbia. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, Paul, you've been a substitute teacher a few times, and you you tweeted that you've gained a deeper respect for all the teachers out there. What (laughs) is harder for you, hitting a 92-mile-per-hour fastball or substitute teaching? Definitely subbing a seventh-grade English class would be the hardest thing (laughs) I could think of um, with no plans or anything, basically just babysitting. And I was like 22, 23 at the time, and it really was a challenge. That's when I started only picking up PE classes so I could at least play <laughs> basketball or kickball with the kids. Are you like that Key and Peele skit where they're like, hey, hey, Ron. Hey, hey, Ron. <laughs> that is so funny. If you don't know that, when you, you're like meme level one, so you got to pick it up. <laughs> Paul, out of your Cardinals teammates, who would be on your debate team and why? Who would? John Brebbia for sure. Andrew Miller, very convicted Ooh. and uh, smart. Um, Miles Michaelis, very convicted, also does the crossword. <laughs> and then for like a, a dark horse, maybe, um, maybe I'll take uh, Jack Flaherty. He has always an interesting perspective, and I know he's probably a good student just because he takes care of his business. So, yeah, that's who I would take. Great team. Great answer. Yeah. You guys would dominate for sure. (laughs) Depending on the subject. (laughs) Hopefully not business ethics. (laughs) (laughs) Business (laughs) ethics. (laughs) 
Paul, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you hate cutoffs? Cutoffs, definitely an eight. Whether are you talking about upper body or lower? That's a I don't know. You're the one who keeps tweeting about sure. how much you hate them. Oh, uh, maybe it's a. Uh, it was definitely a gym reference when I used to work out by myself. You always see the craziest stuff in public gyms. <laughs> Guys scraping their shins, deadlifting. Um, you know, doing random like neck workouts or. You know, trying to do muscle ups, whatever it is. <laughs> so we are talking about the shirt cutoffs, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely not a fan. Not a fan, Lex. That's yeah, a... Like, put a t-shirt on. Like, yeah. just go to the gym like a normal guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where are your sleeves? <laughs> yeah, sleeve monster it's got him. It gets hot in there, you know. You gotta, sh- you gotta shake it out sometimes. Sure. <laughs> Paul, what's your most prized baseball memorabilia? Uh, definitely. Uh, my first home run ball, which happened to be my first at bat in 2017 at Colorado, uh, was thankful and grateful enough to get that after the game. So definitely my most prized possession. Yeah, Greg balls. Holland wouldn't say that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good shot. Greg, yeah, Greg Holland was my teammate shortly after that um, for right. next year. So it was definitely funny, but Greg was a good guy about it. And, you know, I'm sure it happens to everybody. So it just happened to be my story. Nothing could stop it. Amazing. Paul, what did you have to exchange to get that ball back, by the way? I think I just signed a ball or two, maybe. I don't even remember. That That day was such a blur, especially after the game. Um, but, yeah, the clubhouse staff and, you know, people around the game do so much for our teams. And, you know, kind of the unsung heroes were able to even track that ball down. It's truly amazing. So very thankful to whoever helps do that. All right, Paul, we're going to wrap up our rapid fire with the Celebrity Golf Threesome that you would most enjoy hanging out with? Hmm. I would say definitely want to be Tiger Woods and then uh, maybe Neil deGrasse Tyson too. I think that would be a good threesome. What? Three. Paul, you've just incredible. blown our minds time after time on this podcast. We just, Lex and I are looking are at each other. Questions. <laughs> well, thank you. All right, Paul, we got, we got one more for you. And uh, okay. this is always a, a tough one, but this is how we end every podcast here Everyone. on the That's What She Said with Danny podcast. We make all of our guests tell an embarrassing story. So it can be from any point in your life, anything that happened to you that you just absolutely freaked out and you were like, I wish I could go back in time and erase that moment. What's one embarrassing <laughs> moment in your life that you can tell us about? Hmm. Well, I was at uh, dinner one time and uh, my date knocked over a glass and a glass shattered across into my lap and I went to brush the glass off and I brushed the glass into my leg and started bleeding. <laughs> and, <laughs> I still have the jeans that I was wearing. I have a hole in them uh, from the glass. And I acted like nothing was happening. Eventually, I had to get up because it kept it kept bleeding. So I went to the bathroom and, and fixed it and came back, and it was all right. But definitely Wait. Like a, something I never expected. <laughs> How did you fix it? I, like, put pressure on it. And, like, I don't know. It just, thankfully, I clotted like <laughs> like I was supposed to. Dr. DeYoung. Yeah, there's to that the pre-med oh, coming God. in handy. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I still have the jeans too, which is funny. It's the hole in them randomly on the thigh. Good thing I didn't hit like a major artery or something. We're very grateful for that, Paul. Very grateful. Oh, man. Paul, we really appreciate you joining us. This was an absolute blast getting to know more about you uh, off the field. We can't wait to watch more of you on the field. And 
We are really excited for your Fame Tops partnership and to see that unfold as the season goes on as well. But we really wanted to thank you so much for, for hopping on with us. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I hope everyone uh, enjoys listening and, you know, just looking forward to the season upcoming and, you know, a lot of big things coming. So very thankful and happy where I'm at. Thanks, Paul, so much. Um, this was super great. And go cards, Paul. Go cards. Yeah, thanks, Danny. <laughs> thanks, Alexa. I appreciate it. Thanks again to Paul DeYoung. What an incredible mind. How and many times was your mind blown in that podcast? My jaw was pretty much dropped <laughs> to the floor the entire time. Super knowledgeable. The yes. fact that he's a great baseball player is just part of who he is. So thanks so much to him for letting us pick his brain at Paul DeYoung. 11 on Instagram, at RealPaulDeYoung on Twitter. Make sure you go follow him and any sort of science or baseball questions you have, he will answer them all for you. Huge shout out. Thank you, Paul. The starting shortstop from the St. Louis, your St. Louis Cardinals, Danny. That's right. That's right. And that was awesome. Cool to hear the insights. And I know that Cardinals fans are will appreciate everything that he said as well, talking about Yachty and Jack Flaherty, Harrison Bader. Um, and I also, Lex, would like to give a quick shout out to our friends who have been helping us on this podcast create this incredible social content. Kelly Rowan and Lauren O'Crew, who have just been super women to us creating this super content. So uh, it's been a super day, Lex. Yes, thank you, ladies. Huge shout out to you for helping us out. And always to the OG Cole Tucker for the Ooh, intro what? music. <laughs> we appreciate it endlessly. At Alexa Dat on Twitter, at Alexa NYC on Instagram. At Danny Wex on both. So make sure you go follow us and stay tuned. We got another awesome guest next week on the podcast. Peace out, y'all. That's what she said. Podcast with Danny. Bye.